0: Uh, talking about the kind of believing that matters, the kind of believing that matters. And I want to continue with that, but jumping back into our series, the series that we've been going over here these last few weeks called Pray Bold. And, and in this, the first four messages of, uh, of our Pray Bold series, and then even through the boldness series before that, we've been reflecting predominantly, predominantly reflecting on, on a boldness from an outward perspective. We want to see boldness in, in our lives, and we want to speak boldness over certain situations, whether it be uh, the doctor's report that, that we've been served, that, that we, want to, we want to see God intervene. We want to see miracles in, whether it be the, the, uh, the papers that we've been served in a situation that we didn't want to be in, and, and now we're sitting there going, God, we, we need you to intervene in this matter. We need something. We need a miracle to happen, and you're praying bold over those situations. And there's all these different aspects of boldness that we immediately think of from an outward perspective. I want to pray bold over that, over this situation, over that. But what I want to do over the next three weeks in, in continuing with our Pray Bold series it is to show you that to affect those areas in your life, you do so by looking at a different area. B- bear with me. I, I believe I believe that the biggest struggle that each and every one of us face in stepping out in confidence in stepping out in the confidence, like Ron talked about, of, of the kind of believing that matters, what do you believe in, it comes from an internal struggle that we choose either not to face or maybe don't even realize our need to face. The hindrance to stepping into the boldness in those areas outside of our lives usually is directly dependent upon the, the, your ability or inability to look at a, a direct inward reflection. Today, I'm going to be looking at a a prayer out of Psalm 139, David prayed. And and this whole chapter is phenomenal. I'm I'm going to concentrate mainly on the the last two verses, verses 23 and 24. But before I do, I I want to read this prayer to you, because David is praying, and and, and just listen to... uh, A lot of what he says through this whole prayer, throughout all of Psalm 139, is is just this, this conveyance, this heart cry out to God. He knows who God is. It's the kind of believing that matters. He says this, God, you have searched me, Lord. You know me. You know when I sit, when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out, my lying down. You're familiar with all my ways before a word is even on my tongue. You, Lord, know it completely. You hem me in from behind and before, and you lay your hand upon me. He's acknowledging who God is in his life, and he recognizes what the Lord does in his life. He, he, he's crying out to this God that's there for him. Now, in this particular situation, we're, we're going to see as we continue to read, the reason in part that David is praying, coming to God, is, is that there's a, a bunch of enemies, not only his own enemies, but enemies, God's enemies, that are, are slandering and attacking David. And so in this moment of what would normally be frustration for all of us, how many of you would be honest this morning and say, when somebody comes at you, they start attacking, attacking you, they, they start uh, saying some things that you know aren't true. They're, they're false allegations, and they're just, they're just trying to land blast you. How many of you, your immediate thought is to go to God in prayer, and maybe even more so go to God in prayer for them? No. nuh We rise up on the defensive, but David here, he first comes before God, and and then listen to this part, because I I love this, this revelation, the kind of believing that matters, this revelation. He prays this. He says, where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you're there, and if I lay my bed in hell, even still, you're there with me. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me, your right hand will hold me fast. Skipping ahead a few verses, he talks about, he says, you created my innermost being, you knit me together in my mother's womb, I praise you because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made, your works are wonderful, I know that, I know that fully well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them ever even came to be. How precious to me are your thoughts. That line right there, it also can be translated as, how amazing are your thoughts concerning me? God, how amazing are your thoughts concerning me? Not the thoughts that I wake up in the morning and I look at in the mirror, not the thoughts of everybody else around me trying to attack me, but but how amazing are your thoughts towards me, God? How vast is the sum of them? Where were I to even try to count them? They would outnumber the grains of sand, and when I awake, I'm still with you. And, And then jumping down, I want to jump down here to verse 23 and 24. And, and this is the part where, where David's acknowledging that there's, there's enemies, not only of himself, but people that are, are trying to blaspheme God. They're trying to, to attack what David is doing. And, and so in this moment, uh, he, he's, he cries out to God, and here's the prayer I want to focus on. He says, search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Wow. He goes on, he says, see if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. I I, I read this prayer and, and I see this moment, again, where most of us, when wrongfully attacked, would immediately go on the defensive. But instead of defending himself, David prayed a prayer and asked God to search his heart. So back to my question again, how many of you, if somebody attacks you, slanders you, throws, you know, just random gossip out there about you we, we talked about would you go to God in prayer would you go to God in prayer for them but here's David doing something even crazy different he's saying God if if there is something if if there's if there's any validity to anything that's being said would you reveal it to me again our natural and and look these next three messages in this Pray Bold series, I think, have the ability to truly impact your life, to change your life. It's not something that most of us would be willing to pray, though, because as opposed to praying for something else or praying for an outward happening, a circumstance, it's actually praying inwardly and saying, God, look, I acknowledge my need for you. Uh. Again, Psalm 139, 23 through 24. David prayed, search me, God, and know my heart. Test me, know my anxious thoughts, and see if there's any offensive way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting. What I want to do this morning is just take that scripture and break it down into four parts. I don't currently have access, if you got it for me. Thank you, Kimmy. I just want to take this, uh, break it down into four parts, and encourage you to be willing and open Uh, And again, that's that's my prayer, just that you would be willing and open to be able to pray bold inwardly in order to be able to see the bold outward change in your life. The first thing that David prays is, search me, God, and know my heart. Why would we ask God to search us, to know our heart? David already even acknowledged at the very beginning of this passage, he he cried out and he said, God, I, I know that you know me. He says, you have searched me, Lord, and you know me. So why is David now saying, after having just said, the Lord knows me, why is he now saying, search my heart? And and I truly believe as I read this that it's not enough that God knows us. Hear me. I don't believe it's enough that we know that God knows us. It's the inward recognition that we need. The inward recognition that we need God to know us. Yes, God knows us. David, David said that. I know that you know me. You know every part of my life from when I wake up to when I lay down and every aspect of me. But, but that alone for David was not enough. He said, God, it's not enough that you just know me. I need you to know that I need you to know me. Search my heart. Because I think a lot of times we love to believe that we've got a good heart. Well, I mean, you know, I'm a good person. I got a good heart. Oh, bless their heart. Which is southern for you're an idiot. There's a scripture, This Jeremiah 17, 9, says this. The human heart is the most deceitful of all things. And it is desperately wicked. So no, no, you don't have a good heart. You, you are just an imbecile. God bless you. Welcome to Christian Fellowship Church where we edify, build you up, and encourage you. Look, as I read through Scripture, without Christ, our, our heart is not good. Our heart is not good. We deceive, we deceive other people. We deceive ourselves. How many of you would, uh, would be willing to raise your hand and say, uh, I'm a liar? Not I'm a liar, you. You raising your hand, acknowledging you're a liar. Keep them up real quick. Let me see, let me see those hands. Now, everybody with your hand up, real quick, look at the people that don't have their hands up. <laughs> Call them out liars. <laughs> like we all do. We've all lied. We deceive ourselves. We deceive others. We, we, we do it all the time. The heart is deceitful. I think a lot of times we don't even recognize or know how bad it is we really are. We'll hear things like, well, I mean, I'm not full of pride. And we, we justify, we make excuses for ourselves. I'm not full of pride. I, I just happen to be better than everybody else at this. I'm I'm not materialistic. I just happen to really like nice things. I'm not a gossip. I just really like to join in with brothers and sisters in Christ and pray for other people that are going through it. Come on. Man. Yes, God knows you completely. God knows you completely. But sometimes the simple act of allowing him to search you It creates within you a different mindset that can prepare you to see the very miracles and situations that you believe are dead in your life. Allowing God. He already knows you. He already knows. But when you acknowledge his presence within your life, God, I I admit I don't got this. Search my heart. All of a sudden, you're opening up the door. You're opening up his presence saying, God, I, I need you here in this situation. I believe in those moments when you pray something as simple as search my heart, God is going to show you things in your life that are, are not right, they're not pure. And, and, he, and the great thing about God is he never does it to be cruel. God's not out there as some uh, you know, judge that's sitting up on top of the high and mighty looking to cast you out and, and throw you to hell. That, that's not his intent. He, his desire is always to bring you into a deeper intimacy, a relationship with him. And so when you can come to the point, when you can acknowledge God, I, I need you to search me and, and let me know if there's anything, man, it's, it's like Bra- Pastor Brandon talked about it. It's that, that heart of gratitude. All of a sudden, it, it, there's this moment, even with him, the father saying, man, this is a moment where you and I can grow closer. David prayed, "Search my heart. And then he, he prays this second line, number two, where he, he, he basically, essentially is praying, reveal my fear. Reveal the fears. He, he says in verse 23, search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. I, I would ask you this morning, what is it that makes you anxious? What is it in your life that, that, that you sit there and you hold on to, that you fear, that makes you anxious, that makes you worried? What is it that internally makes you afraid? For some of you, it's, it's a, a fear of losing a job a fear of not being able to provide for, for family, a fear of, uh, of not being enough. For some, maybe something as simple as is, uh, a fear of not getting married by a certain age. For others across the room, it, it could be maybe you're, you're, you're in a marriage that's hurtful and your, your fear is that it's always going to be this way. It's never going to change. God is, is never going to intervene and make this right. There's people that are afraid of the future, they're afraid of the unknown, they're afraid of failing, there's even people that are afraid of succeeding. I think each and every one of us has anxious thoughts, fears that that we tend to grow on and dwell on and and sit there and hold on to, losing somebody or something that that you value. Why do all these matter? Why would we we come before God and, and say, God, reveal to me my anxious thoughts and I believe, and I've said this before because I think a lot of times what we fear the most reveals where we trust God the least. Where we fear the most, the areas in our life that that we're fearful of, that we're anxious of, that we sit there and constantly sit there and dwell upon all the time, it it reveals within our own lives areas that, that we're not necessarily comfortable with trusting God in. We may pray the prayer, God, I give it to you, but then as soon as we pray the prayer, we're sitting there worried about it and trying to fix it on our own. In whatever area it is in your life that you fear or you're anxious about, it very well could be that you're not truly trusting God or like Pastor Ron said last week, kind of believing that, that matters. You're not trusting what God's word says about you. God, reveal my fears, test me, show me my anxious thoughts. We, we can't be driven by fear. We have to be led by faith. Scripture tells us that without faith, it's impossible to please God. We must be led by faith in everywhere that we do. That's the kind of believing that matters. Often, I, I think our fears as well, what happens is our fears will actually keep us from being obedient. So, in areas where we're praying for boldness, but we're holding on to a, an anxious fear, a, a worry in, in some area. In those areas, a lot of times we are then unwilling to step out into boldness, step out into what God is telling us and, and believing what Christ says in us in, in that time with Christ, which produces the faith, the faith in producing the boldness to step out, the boldness to step out producing the miracles in our lives. But, but because of that fear to proceed, we sit there and we hold back. We don't step into all that God has for us sometimes. But when you pray something like this, look, God, God God's going to reveal to you things about yourself that uh, you may have not been willing to acknowledge for years. Search my heart, God. Reveal my fears. The third part of this uh, message, it says this, and, and I'll, I'll preface by saying this is where it, it gets difficult. This is where I, I find a lot of people will... Uh, Be more apprehensive to step into a prayer. Uncover my sins, God, and then see if there's any offensive way in me. Show me, God, if there's any inconsistency within my life that that doesn't line up with your truth. If there's anything that, that I'm living, I'm doing, any area of my life that doesn't line up with the word of God and what you say about me. With the kind of believing that matters if I'm living a life of of uh, unbelief, of doubt, of questioning, or, or, or just flat-out sin. Anything that I'm doing that's just pleasing to you because the most difficult sin to see, I think the most difficult sins to see are the sins in the mirror. Look, it's, it's easy to point somebody else's sin out. It's easy to see somebody else's sin. It's, it's easy to see somebody walking in and say, oh yeah, have you seen so-and-so? Look at the way they're doing this or the way they're doing that. It's easy to point somebody else out, but when it comes to us, we justify, we we make excuses. Well, no, 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 I I mean, this is just how I cope. This is just, it's just the way I I have learned to be able to function, the way I do things, the way it makes it, it it makes it better, and so it's okay in my life. The justifications. And, And anyway, it's not that big of a deal. It's none of your business. Judge not lest you be judged. I, we, start, we start throwing scripture around, like, like, uh, like we've, we've prayed about this situation with God. And the whole truth is, you've never prayed about it. We just don't want to acknowledge it. Uncover my sins, God. See if there is any offensive way within me. The heart is deceitful above all things. That's why it takes courage to be able to pray. Search my heart, God. Test me. Know my anxious thoughts and see if there's any offensive way within me. This can be one of the most game-changing prayers that you've ever prayed in your life. See, it's giving God permission to point out any sin that's dwelling within your heart, any area in your life that you might need to correct and fix. To help with this one, I want to give three quick points. Three questions, I think, that are helpful in asking yourself as you're praying. Uncover my sins, and and it just kind of reveals to you what are these areas in my life that I'm holding on to. The first one would just simply be, what are other people trying to tell me? What are other people saying to me? What are other people that I love that love me, what are they saying to me? Again, we're not listening to every single mouth, every single voice in the world and what they say over us. But if you've got some friends that love you and want to see you at your best you know they're they're they're, they're uh, they they, they want to be a part of your life, and they keep coming to you with the same thing. Man, I have you ever considered this, or have, have you ever noticed that you do this, or you act this way, or, or this happens? Look, if that's happening in your life, there's a common denominator in all of it, and that common denominator is you. You can keep pushing it off and and, and playing excuses time and time, but if there's people that truly love you and that keep speaking to you, man, have you thought about checking this area? Then maybe a simple question of of what are other people trying to tell me, what are other people that love me trying to tell me is, is a valid place to start in saying, God, see if there's any offensive way in me. The next question would be, what have I rationalized over time? What have I justified within my life? Well, I mean, I know it's probably not right, but, but it's not that big a deal. It's just how I deal. It's nobody else's business anyway. I'm not hurting anybody. What are the areas that you rationalize consistently? The third thing I would ask you to ask yourself is where are you the most defensive? If at any given point in time in this message I've said something and you said, yeah, well, that's not for me. No, no, no. What are the areas that you're most defensive about? No, nah, we're not going there. Don't, don't 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 talk to me about that. Don't judge me. I'm not hurting anybody. Three simple questions. But when you have the courage to pray something like that, see if there's any offensive way in me. I can assure you that God is going to point out some things within your life that that you've been trying to explain away for a long time. That you've been trying to to push aside to not realize that they exist. Some things that you're trying to deny. Guys, denying the truth, it, it doesn't make truth false. Denying the truth doesn't make it false. It just means you keep walking in it, keep living in it. Submit yourselves to what God is trying to show you. And it's hard. It's not easy. It's an opening up. It's a revealing. It's an unveiling. And it's, 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 it can be dramatically scary, vulnerable, to put yourself in a position where you're truly believing God to reveal things in your life. But the outcome, the other side of it, is exponentially just so much greater than anything you could imagine. You want to see boldness in your life. It's got to start right here by saying, God, look, if there's anything that's keeping me from attaining that, if there's if there's anything that's keeping me from, from seeing this miracle in my life, reveal to me what it is. Search my heart, God. Test me, know my anxious thoughts. Reveal, Lord God, any sin that would hinder me, that would keep me from being able to truly just walk in your presence daily. Search me, God. With that, in submitting to what God is trying to show you, having the courage then when God shows us to to bring it to the light, what that means is is to be willing to confess it. Now, I I believe that there's two types of confession. And and a lot of us will will easily go with the first. Confess your sins to God. He's faithful, he's just to forgive. 1 John 1, 9. If you come before God and you confess your sins, God will forgive you. It's scripture's clear about it. All you have to do is come before Him. But there's another scripture in the Bible found in James 5.16 that says this: confess your sins to one another. Oh. I don't, don't want to do that one. <laughs> confess your sins to one another and pray for each other so that you might be healed. We confess to God for forgiveness. We confess to others for healing. Some of you are walking in forgiveness. You've asked God to forgive you, and he is. He is faithful and just, but you're still carrying the burden, the weight, the hurt, the pain of of the situation because you're not willing to just sit down with somebody and and say, these are the struggles I'm going through. These are the hurts I'm going through, and and I need to healing." This is why uh, uh, community groups... Here within our church, man, we, we do these community groups. There's a, a phenomenal uh, Sunday school. We, it's, it's another community group that Sunday mornings, they, they meet at 830. And, uh, there's a marriage class going on over here. There's so much happening. But it, what it is, it, it's all areas in life where we can, look, coming on a Sunday morning to this is great. It's great. This is where we edify, slap each other, you know, give high fives and, and say, Woo-hoo, and then try not to flip each other off as we're leaving the building. But there's something about relationship. There's, there's something about coming together and, and dwelling in unity. Scripture talks about that. It's a relationship. It's not just a Sunday morning, okay, I got my fix, check the box, let's go. There's something about getting together with people of like mind and getting together with people that, that want to encourage you, that want to build you up, building relationships. And in those relationships, all of a sudden, ha- having somebody there that you know is for you, and in that moment, now you're, you're sitting there going, hey, man, can I talk to you about something? And now, now yes, you're forgiven, but now so much more, man, now, now healing starts to happen. Now God is actually able to step in, and now there's, there's somebody telling you, you, you're not just holding on to something, but you're receiving healing. Community groups, search my heart, God, reveal my fears, uncover my sins. What, all, what does all this do? Uh, look, every single one of these is to always point us toward our need for Christ. Our need for Jesus, my need for, for his grace, my need for his forgiveness, my need for his love, my my need for healing, my need to be who he already sees me. All of this, it, it, it's the knowing that my identity must be in him. Not in what other people think, not even in, in the things that I say to myself. It's the kind of believing that matters. What I need does is it always points us to the area where we must call on and learn to depend on Christ, whatever it is that he shows you. I'm addicted to something, but I won't admit it. Look, you need his power to overcome your addictions. Full of pride. Rising up within yourself and seeing this area of pride, I'm telling you, you need his power to be humbled, to depend upon him. There's people here this morning that uh, are are dealing with uh, what I'll call mental belief issues. Man, look, Scripture tells us we need his power, we need his spirit to to renew our minds, to transform our hearts. Whatever it is that he shows us, it always points us directly back to our need for more of him. And this is a bold prayer. It's a bold prayer. It takes courage to pray it, because when you pray it, he's going to show you things about yourself that, that you're not proud of. But the beauty of Christ is there's always grace. That's who he is. He's first and foremost wanting that none should perish, but that all should have everlasting life. He's not looking to, to condemn or chastise, but instead to build you up, to grow you into the, 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 the creature that He's already sees in you. There's always grace. As the, as the band comes up and I close here this morning, I want to get to this last line here. David, at the very end of, of this, he, he comes back and he prays this. See, if there's any offensive way in me, and lead me. He prays, lead me. There's an acknowledgement, God. I, I, now I'm asking you to show me these things and now direct my path. Lead me in the way of everlasting. Look, when you have the courage to pray bold, search me, God, God, you have permission to to, to look deep within the depths of my heart. God, you have the permission to to test me, to reveal to me my anxious thoughts, the areas, Lord God, where where I'm fearful, where I'm not trusting you. Show me, God, the places where I fear the most because that shows me where I'm not trusting you, Lord Jesus, and and see if there's any offensive way in me. Lord, And I'm I'm not pointing a finger at other people, Lord God, but I'm asking you right here to look in my life and to reveal to me the the offensive ways, the, the things that would keep me from your presence. In life, it's easy to get the big things out of the way, to recognize the, well, that could be a stumbling block. I probably shouldn't go there. But it's the little things in life, I think, that truly keep us from from walking in the big things of life with God. Because it's the little things that we choose to not acknowledge or we choose to just kind of brush off, push to the side. And and it's those little things that, that sit there and truly do the most damage within our life. It's often the hard issues that are the biggest things that he'll reveal to you. And then when he shows you, what is it he does? Again, he always points us to our direct need for Christ, our need for more of him. Our identities must be found solely in him. We can't perform for people. We have to live for Christ. It's living for an audience of one, trusting him by knowing so much who I am in him, in Christ, that that my security, I know so much of who I am in Christ that my security is, is based on him and him alone. Jesus is calling. See, when you pray a prayer like this, it shows your need. You take that need directly to Christ and you let Christ meet that need, conform you to his image. Jesus is calling. I I pray this morning, not that you feel like your toes are stepped on not that you feel like somebody else is pointing a finger at you, but rather that you're willing, open to to come before Christ and saying, God, I I need you to reveal to me the areas of my life that are going to keep me from being able to just step into the fullness of all that you have for me. The Father's arms are always open wide. And yet so often, we push it aside because we, we, we don't, we don't want to acknowledge the hurt, the pain, the things that we're going through. But the boldness in your situation, the boldness in the, in the circumstance that you're walking through right now is only going to come when you have the, the boldness to be able to look inwardly and say, God, I, I, need, I need you. I acknowledge my, my need for more of you in my life. Search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me and lead me. In the way everlasting, if you'll bow your heads with me, I want to pray for us this morning, church. Father, we pray this morning that Your Spirit would do a work within each and every one of us. We thank You, Father, Lord God, for the acknowledgement, Lord Jesus, uh, uh, the recognition across this room within people's lives that that it's not somebody else's fault. The circumstance may have, may have been produced or may have come up because of, because of something somebody else did, Lord God. But, but regardless, the circumstance is here. And so now, God, we ask that, that you would help us walk through these moments. You would be with us, Lord God. Reveal our hearts. Reveal our, our thoughts. Reveal our mindset as, as we step out in these areas, Lord God, that we wouldn't sit there and immediately try and put it off on somebody else, not acknowledging the areas within our lives, Lord God, that we're hurting, that, that, that we are treating people offensively, the situation offensively. I pray this morning, Lord God, that this morning across this room, as people start to seek you, Father, that that within their lives you would show them something that, that you desire to transform, Father, because you desire, Lord God, to live in relationship with us that you would lead us in the way of everlasting, that you would lead them in a way that takes them, Lord God, out of bondage, that, that, that the Lord, that brings them into a life that, that, that you have planned for them. We thank you, Father, that people across this room are gonna have the courage to stand up, to ask for help, saying, God, we thank you. We all, Lord, pray for that courage, the strength to pray, search us, God, and then trust you to reveal whatever it is, Lord God, that you need to change in our lives. I pray, Father, across this room again that that over the next few days, as people are praying, for those that maybe even don't have a a set time with Christ in their life, Father, that, that this would be the beginning of an intimate time of putting you first. A way to begin, Lord God, and just cry out, God, search my heart. I know you know me, but I need you to know that I need you to know me. We put you first, Lord God. We worship you. I pray, Father, that this would be the beginning of, man, something just miraculous, that, that, that people's days wouldn't be changed so much as their eternity, Lord God, would be changed. Touch in heaven, Father, with a prayer. God, we submit our hearts to you this morning, recognizing, Lord, that, that yes, our hearts are impure. It's so hard sometimes to, to see the hurt within our own lives while acknowledging everybody else's. Lord God, but we pray that we wouldn't even deceive ourselves, but that we would allow you to come in and transform, to renew our minds, to transform our hearts. Give us a new heart, Lord God, to test us, Father, to reveal our anxious thoughts, uncover our sins, show us anything that is offensive in our lives, Father. And then, God, I pray that you would lead us, that you would continue to transform us, That you would continue, Lord God, to, to, to just empower us with your presence, with your spirit within our daily walk. That we would be able to step out into the unknown, Lord God, not worried about what may or what may not, Lord, but instead knowing that who is with us will always be with us will never leave us, never forsake us, never turn his back on us, Father God, but that we can walk into any situation with confidence, with our shoulders back and head held high, knowing that we are a child of God, a child of the Almighty, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, Father. I thank you, Lord God, across this room for people or Jesus that are making just a simple decision to acknowledge situations in their own life, maybe even for the first time. Any situation that would keep people from your presence, we pray in your precious mighty name. Amen and amen. Listen again, guys, before y'all are dismissed. If, uh, if you're here for the first time, I know we told you right back through these doors, we're going to have some staff members as well as some Uh, some people back there that are are willing to help you just acknowledge you say hi but if you're here this morning and you know there's areas that man you just you need a a little prayer you want something god i need you to help me with this or i'd like prayer for this we've got people back there that are part of our prayer team they're going to help us out as well uh we'd love to be able to chat with you shake your hand give you a word of encouragement and just say man we're with you god bless you guys y'all have a wonderful wonderful sunday afternoon